You've done it. You made it. 2016 is officially over. Uh, we, we've all made it through. It, it, it's done. Now we can finally, finally look forward to, uh, 2017. So that's awesome. Uh, and, and just a little bit of encouragement for you. Um, so far in 2017, you have been to church every single day. Yep. So far in 2017, you have worshiped God in community every single day. Yeah. All right. Um, and I'm sure there's some other first, but we don't have time to get into those, uh, just quite yet this morning. Uh, but, but, uh, I am just so excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to have the opportunity to speak. My name is Ryan. Uh, I am the student minister here. And if this is your first time, welcome. We are so glad, uh, that you've chosen to be with us today. Um, and so, I, I, Pastor Zach asked me a few weeks ago if I would be interested in speaking today. And I was like, yeah, of course. What do you want to talk about? And he's like, whatever you want to. And so I'm like, oh, awesome. So I, I, I came up with, with something. And so on your, on your notes page, uh, it says, Jesus, pure and simple. Jesus, pure and simple. And so um, some of you may be a little freaked out right now because your note page is just a bunch of lines. Um, I didn't want to give um, our office team more work to do. And so it's like, woo. It's I was like, just don't even do anything. Like, I, I don't care if you have notes or not. And, and so you have a notes page. And so use it. Don't use it. Make an airplane. Throw it later. Whatever you want to do with it. And so today we're talking about Jesus, pure and simple, and what this looks like. Um, it's, it's So with that, some of you have may, maybe have noticed this. Um, I'm a little bit of an orange juice snob. I'm, I'm going to just come out front and I'm just going to say this, a little bit of vulnerability here to begin the new year. I'm trying something new. I'm I'm an orange juice snob. Growing up in Florida, we'll probably do this to someone. Um, But for me, there's only one orange juice that is worth drinking. Florida's natural. It's crisp. It's refreshing. It's a gator. What's not to love about it? Um, Florida Gators, by the way. Uh, that's where I was going with that one. Um, but the thing that I love is it's, it's, it's just pure. It's, it, it, we know exactly what goes into it. it it's, it's just orange juice. Now, before you like go on and be like, Ryan, I've read all sorts of things on how they make orange juice and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I, I know it's not just orange juice that, that goes into it. They also sprinkle a whole lot of good into it as well. So there's that. Um, so, but like, but really, like, how nice does it sound? In today's world, how nice does pure and simple anything sound? How nice does it sound to know exactly what goes into whatever? Like, no additives, no extras, no whatever else, like, just orange juice. <laughs> how nice does that sound? It's a welcome change in our culture. With the start of a new year, we, we all make these resolutions, we all make these goals, we all have these things that we want to do, whether it's we want to start waking up earlier, or we want to go to bed earlier, or you want to, I don't know, read your Bible more, or uh, exercise more, or um, whatever it is, we all have these, these uh, dreams and goals that we want to do, and we have plans, because there's something about getting back to the basics that's appealing, right? There's something about a fresh start that's appealing. 
And so we start January 1st with this dream of this is what I want to do this year. This is what I want to be about this year. This is, this is the one change that I want to make this year. And so we start off really well, but it's not always easy, right? Sometimes in the busyness of our lives, um, busyness gets in the way. Sometimes um, there, 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 there are things that are going on or things that are happening around us that are outside of our control and we just can't do anything about it. And sometimes going to the gym just isn't in today's schedule, right? Yeah, that's my day, every day. Um, sometimes our plans to be a better person or a better employee or a better father, or a better, better mother or son or daughter or child. I mean, whatever it is, sometimes we have all of these plans and we want to do all of these things, but they get derailed for whatever reason, right? Sometimes, and for me, normally my resolutions normally make it all the way to January 2nd. Am I alone in this? I heard some nervous laughter, like, oh, I hope not this year also. Um, but, but sometimes, even when we're doing everything that we can and we're, we're pursuing what we think that we're, to be the right thing, sometimes things just fall apart. And sometimes Jesus just feels so distant. So far off, like, like in all of our pursuits of Jesus, it doesn't matter what happens we just miss him. We just miss the, the Jesus that we're pursuing. And so I read a book recently, and this is where we got the, 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 the title for today's sermon. It's called Jesus, Pure and Simple. It's written by a pastor. Uh, his name's Wayne Cordiero. And, and, and in this, he, he has this, well, the, the, the book, it, it's a good book. The first chapter is great. The rest of the, cha- the rest of the book is it's good. It's a good book. If you want to read it, great. Um, but it's called Jesus, Pure and Simple. And so there's this quote, and he says, but missing the point may not mean that Jesus is distant. It's usually that our eyes are too full to see him. Our attention is arrested by what commands our lives. This week's desires, today's fears, relationships we want, things we need, or problems we despise. And sometimes... Our orange juice isn't just orange juice. I believe that part of my problem is that I have an orange juice faith. And what I mean by that is that I I have all of the right ideas. I I know what I want to do. I I, I know what what I want my life to look like. but, But sometimes there are added fears. Or added doubts, like, yeah, I, I, I know, Jesus, that you said this, and I know that, that this is what you have for my life, but I add things to that. And my simple pursuit of Jesus isn't so simple any longer. And that's, that's real life, right? I mean, that, that's where a lot of us find ourselves. Matthew... Uh, 1128, come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. What Jesus is saying here has significant historical power behind it. 
In, in, in those days, the, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, and they would put some incredible um, burdens on, on the people. Like they would, they, would, they would set up rules and they would set up these, these laws and regulations that, um, to try to keep people from their sin. Like, for example, I, re- I read this, uh, this last week and I thought this was in itself just mind-blowing. But they would make it illegal to leave your house on Sunday because they didn't want anyone to accidentally work on the Sabbath. <laughs> what? But <laughs> these rules that they would put on people, these things, like, they really in and of themselves, they would disqualify every single person on earth from knowing the Father. And so often I feel like that's where we are. But Jesus, like he says, my burden is light. This was a welcomed change. My burden is light. Put my yoke upon your necks. This is a welcomed change for these people. And so when we find ourselves beaten down by religion or when we find ourselves um, just overwhelmed with stuff, it's time to get back to Jesus. When, When going to church becomes a chore, it's time to get back to Jesus. Have you ever felt like no matter how hard you try that, that you're still not measuring up to the person next to you? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Have you ever felt that um, because of this, that God will never love you? It's time to get back to Jesus. Have you ever felt that because of something in your past, you're disqualified? It's time to get back to Jesus. Have you ever felt that there's more, there has to be more to life than a checklist of do's and don't do's and, 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 and rights and wrongs and a to-do list? Have you ever felt that there has to be more to life than that? It's time to get back to Jesus. Look at 2 Corinthians 11 with me real fast. Um, verse three says, but I am afraid that As the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. When you feel Jesus, or when following Jesus feels like a job, it's time to give back to Jesus. Or when you feel as if you're drowning in religion, it's time to give back to Jesus. I love how Paul says in the, the, the second half of that verse, he says, the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. That in and of itself has to mean that following Jesus, that our pursuit of Jesus should be simple and it should be pure. But I feel like we as a church, not this church, but the big C church, I feel that we've been deceived. I feel that, that we have been taken captive by thinking that we have to do more things and we have to offer more, more events and we have to, to have all of these things going on just to, to make God notice us or make God love us or whatever. And, and I feel as if so often we have clouded seeing God with stuff. Following Jesus is supposed to be simple. 
but we work harder and we try harder. And, and we even wake up at 3 a.m. because we believe that reading the Bible first thing in the morning is going to make God love us more. But I'm not even confident if God's awake at 3 a.m. Like, that's a terrible time. I, I have a, a newborn. That, that's a terrible time. So don't wake up at 3 a.m. to read your Bible. Do it at noon or some other time, I, I guess. But our enemy, he's always trying to get us to take our focus off of Jesus. Richard Foster, he's a, he, he, he wrote a book called Celebration of Discipline. And he says, in contemporary society, our adversary majors in three things, noise, hurry, and crowds. If he can keep us engaged in muchness and manyness, he will rest satisfied. Hurry is not of the devil, it is the devil. And so you may be thinking to yourself, like, I'm, I'm not that busy. I don't have that much going on. There's not that much of a cloud in front of my eyes. But answer this. How many of you need a vacation after Christmas vacation? <laughs> it's time to get back to Jesus. And somehow we've made the simplicity and purity of the good news of Jesus no longer good news. Somehow we've missed it. We, we, we've, we've put so many, just like the Pharisees, we've put so many rules in, in place that in our pursuit of Jesus, it's no longer a, 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 a pure pursuit, but it's a, a muddy pursuit. We don't even know which way to go anymore. And we think that we're supposed to go this way, but actually it's this way. And we're just so confused. And in the process, we've just missed Jesus altogether. And we have forgotten that we were made in the image of God. In, uh, in the, the Jesus Pure and Simple book, Wayne tells this story. Uh, when he was a kid, he, there's this huge, his, his parents bought this big farm in Oregon, and this, him and his dad, they were going to build a, a wooden fence all the way around the property. Sounds fun. And so Wayne's job as a boy was to measure four-inch planks, and they were going to be used as spacers in between each Slat. Are you tracking with me so far? Okay. And so, and so he, he takes a piece of wood and he cuts a four-inch plank and he uses that to measure the next piece and he draws a line and cuts it and throws it in the pile. And so after a little bit, and who knows how long, but after a little while, his dad comes up and he says, Wayne, what are you doing? And Wayne's like, I don't know. I'm just drawing and cutting and doing all these things. And he says, all right, I'm gonna, show me how you're doing this. And so he takes a piece, draws a line, cuts it, throws the piece in the pile, and then uses the freshly cut piece as the new template. Every time he did this, the piece of wood grew by the width of the pencil, which doesn't seem like a lot. But on a big property and a lot of fencing, those four-inch spacers became four and a quarter, four and a half, five, six-inch spacers. He said his, his father was not happy about it, but it looked very funny. <laughs> um, go figure, kids. And, and so his dad says, Wayne, no, no, no. You should always use the original. The original should always be your template. You were made in the image of God. Christ is our template. So often we look to people. 
We, we, we look at people to be our template. And we're going to follow this person. And we're going to follow that person. Or we believe this because that person said it. Don't look to me to be your guide. Don't look at Pastor Zach to be your guide because we are humans. We, we at some point will fail. And, 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 and when we do, if we are your guide, then, then you are now off course. Because the slightest deviation one way or the other is over time going to be a, a, a big deviation. We should always revert back to the original. Have you ever wondered why every single bottle of uh, the world's best orange juice tastes exactly the same? I never did until I started researching orange juice. Um, figure that out. So here, here, here's the process. And so they take these oranges and they squeeze the juice out of it. And it goes into this big tank. And then in this big tank, they, they remove all of the oxygen out of it. Thus, they're removing all of the taste out of the orange juice as well. And so no matter if there's a bad freeze, no matter if it's not a good harvest season, no matter if like the crops are just not good, whatever it is, no, no matter what, they've already removed all of the taste. And so the thing that you're tasting is actually just a flavor packet. And I just prefer this flavor packet over other ones, I guess. So we need to get back to the pure and simple Jesus. So often we fill our lives with flavor packets hoping that it's going to be the right thing or maybe make us feel the right way or, or, or whatever it is. And we've missed Jesus in our pursuits of Jesus. So what do we do? This has to be a daily Process. It has to be a daily pursuit of him. And, 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 and we, we have to wake up each morning saying, like, God, your will, not my will, your will, your wants, your desires, your needs. And soon, uh, over time, those things will line up. My desires and his desires are the same. My needs and his needs are the same. My breath and his breath. Is the same. So who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? In, in uh, Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God. That's who this Jesus is. I want you to close your eyes. I don't know, weird. I work with students. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think about Jesus. Think about Jesus. Think through the stories that you know of him, what he's like, what he's said, what he's done. I want you to think of, uh, of, of his humble beginnings as a babe sweetly wrapped in a manger with Mary and Joseph nearby. I want you to see him as a young boy in, in, in the temple and learning and growing and also teaching. See him standing waist deep in the river as he is getting baptized and, and hear the voice saying, this is my son 
See him sitting next to a woman at a well in the middle of the day. See the sincerity in his eyes and hear the purity of his words. See him sitting with, a, with religious leaders as a woman washes his feet with her tears. See him standing overlooking the city of Jerusalem, weeping for the people who've lost their way. See him beaten beyond recognition, nailed to a tree and broken. I see the tomb, it's empty. Hold his hand and rejoice. When we constantly fix our eyes on Jesus, they can no longer be focused and fixed on anything else. We need to get back to Jesus. There's a song, you can open your eyes. There's a song called Simple Gospel. Um, it's by this band called United Pursuit. I'm just going to read a few of the a few of the lyrics from this song, and I, I really encourage you to look it up. It's been just an anthem of mine for about the last year. But he says, "I want to know you, Lord, like I know a friend. So I'm laying down all my religion. I want to know you, Lord." Lord, I've been told to be ashamed. Lord, I've been told I don't measure up. Lord, I've been told I'm not good enough. But you're here with me. I will rejoice in the simple gospel. I will rejoice in you, Lord. Today, my prayer is that you would Maybe take a step for the first time or, 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 or well, maybe again to turn your heart and your mind back towards God. Today, like, I, I, I want this to, I mean, literally, let's, let's make this day one of a new beginning. Let's start this year fresh and let's start it moving in the right direction in our pursuits of Jesus, let's maybe for the first time, let's pursue Jesus. Don't let the, the, the cloudiness of religion and, and, and don't let the, the, the stuff in our lives derail us. Let's pursue Jesus. There was this prayer at the end of um, the book, Jesus Pure and Simple, and he says, my prayer is that when people see you, they will quickly ascertain that you and Jesus hang out together a lot. And that's my prayer for you, for, for us as, as River Club Church. That, that's my prayer. That when people see us in the grocery stores or at work or in our neighborhood or wherever it is, I, my prayer is that when people see us, they think that we hang out with Jesus a lot great would that be? How great does that sound? So we're going to move into a time of response.
up front you have some candles and on the side you have uh, a, a fence with some paper and you can put it in. So for, for the candles, um, the white candles, like today, they, they represent just maybe a change. Maybe you're just wanting to light a candle just to say like today's a new day and I'm making a change moving forward. And so you'd light that and you can put it up here on the front of the stage. Or, or today, maybe for the very first time, you're wanting to put your faith in Jesus. And you're like, today's a new day. Today is a new year. And I want to start out right. And I am putting my hope in Jesus Christ. And if that's you, I want you to light a red candle and place that on the front of the stage as well. With the fences and the paper that are on the side of the, of the, the room, if you just want to write a prayer down, We have a team of people that pray over these prayers as well, but there's something about writing a prayer that for me, at least, it just makes it feel like it's a little bit more real. And so if you want to write a prayer and put that up on the wall, I encourage you to do that. We're going to spend some more time in worship and feel free to move um, as needed. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. And we thank you for for who you are. God, I thank you for a, a simple and a pure gospel. God, I thank you that you have not put hoops in front of us that we have to jump through to find you. thank you for the promise that when we seek you, we will find you. God, I praise you for you are worthy of it. It's your name we pray.